0: Are you a small business owner taking huge leaps? Welcome to the Fresh Take Podcast, where fresh perspectives on entrepreneurship inspire new ideas, provide support, and harness the power of the small biz community. With your hosts, Lisa Greer and Stacey Casimir. I have probably committed the cardinal sin of business ownership, and there was a client that and I that we were at the end of our contract. I had done work that was not in the contract, was not outlined, and she offered to barter for the extra five hours. I declined, thinking she'll pay me. She did not pay me, but it wasn't in the contract. What? How do I? How do you enforce that? Because I don't ask for money. So
1: that was sad. Oh, there's been countless of times when I've thrown in extras. Isn't that horrible? But again, I shouldn't even admit it. No, but here's the thing with this. To me, it's a different. I look at it a little differently, and it's not the. It's not. My dad will always say. Geez. I remember at the beginning, my first year in business, my dad was worried about me. Truly, he said, "Lisa, I don't know if, if this is going to work out for you." And it was because I had such a problem with asking for the money, because every time we were having a conversation, he was saying, "You know," he was hearing me say, "You know, I did this, I did this, I did this," and then he would say, "Did they pay you for that?" Well, part of it. me <laughs> mean, part of it. Yeah. Well. You know, some of it I just kind of did, uh, you know, and he was like, what do you mean some of it you just kind of did? But it's like I, again, this is where I have two competing sides of in my personality that are fighting with each other. Then the one side is, yeah, very much the business side of you're supposed to charge a certain price and you're supposed to get paid for your time and blah, 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 all the go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And then the other side just wants to help people. And if you mm-hmm. need something, I'm just going to give it to you. It's not the end of the I want to go the extra mile and do it. But is it practical and businessy? No. And this is the type of conversation and that coupled with going into yes, what to price your services, but how does pricing your services relate to not just your value and your skill set and but how does it relate to the actual bare bones of you gotta cover your bills, you gotta mm-hmm. cover your costs, and if you ever plan to grow and you wanna hire a team, you're gonna have to have some money. Allocated to that too. How do you transition? How do you then? How does what does the profit margin look like? Because here's the thing, no one talks about that either. Right. We see all these people. They're six figure businesses. There is, of course, and I mentioned her podcast before because I love it so much. Because truly, she helped me too. Her podcast. It was like a couple of different dynamics were playing. It was Denise. Then it was Natalie's experience at the event. Then it was Tara Gentili's course. Gina mentions that one thing for the mindset. But then it was the Get Paid podcast and Claire that really and truly, she kind of sheds the light on, okay, this is what it looks like behind the scenes here. They talk bare-bone dollars, and when you hear those numbers, it's all fine and dandy to be like, oh, yeah, I, I made six figures during my launch. Well, that was six figures in sales, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But well, how, are are you just, how much what of that? It's to get to six figures. Are you spending five? Exactly. So, is it a, so it's a little misleading, and I know that Maggie uh, – Scoop talks about this all the time, the ick marketing and the, in terms of like, it's a little deceptive, right? There's only part of the picture being shown and not the full gamut. So I like to get up. We're going to just take a page out of Claire and we're going to do a little of the behind the scenes on what it costs, how our money looks. So why don't you start Stace? When you started to now, how much were you spending? How much do you spend now? What does it look like? Oh, I was thinking about this last time. Um,
0: Happy that you brought that up. So when I started, I was spending more on my business to keep it open, for lack of a better term, than I do now. So I was, like, if I compare my first month to right now, it was completely underwater. So I, because I write, because I don't have products, I don't have, so I have services, right? I have a service-based business. I have a very low overhead. I my office space is in my home, so that's just you know 10% of that apartment space, which is allocated. My website, so I have a Squarespace site, so I pay for that. I think it's like it just renewed. It was like $120 a year. I also have a discount code for that, um, so I'm saving like I think 20 bucks a year. So 120 a year, that's, you know, break. Wait, did you start in WordPress and you switched to Squarespace? I had a WordPress site when I was doing design and I am not on WordPress anymore just because Squarespace was easier. I'm not a coder. I, yes, have a design background, interior design. So, yes, I can make Photoshop graphics and things like that, and I, w- I had a pretty neat site, but Squarespace is just so much easier. I can I had it connected with my Acuity, so I re- it was just a one-stop shop, pay, schedule, be done, and get ready to go. So it's really Squarespace, Acuity, what else do I pay for? Um, you know, again, my rent, my office rent comes out of my, my account and figures all that crazy stuff out. Um, I don't really have anything besides my computer, right? So it's technology. I pay for the, like, Adobe Creative Suite, so I'm getting that. It's, like, what, $10 a month? I don't know.
1: The Adobe Creative Suite, do you buy all of them? Because there are, like, no. some, like... So I have um Adobe Acrobat,
0: right? So then I do Photoshop, Lightroom... I have, like, five of the apps. Do you? you? I have it, too. Yeah, I have it, too. That's why I wondered what you had. So, that's – it's very low. And then I'll sort of, like, pay as I go if I need things. I don't – I don't do the paid Canva. I don't have that professional – uh, unfortunately, this year, on uh, literally January 1st at 9 a.m., my computer died, so I had to buy a new computer. That was like my big business expense of the year, unfortunately, hours into the new tax year, which I'm clearly not bitter about at all. Um, so <laughs> I'm lucky that, for the most part, my overhead is low. And so going back to what I said earlier, comparing it to that first month in business, um i'm profitable in the way where i can support myself is it cushy am i driving a rolls royce no but am i just making it and keeping the lights on and you know eating and being able to go out and do stuff yeah which if you think of it's pretty neat to say and i know in the last episode i keep saying 18 months but to say that i got here in 18 months is pretty cool it makes me feel pretty excited
1: do you hear the truck? Oh, my goodness. No, I don't. I know. The truck literally made this even extra, extra sound of, like, exhaust or the horn or something. I'm like, oh, golly. I think people uh, so think we're joking because I, I don't hear the trucks at all. Yeah, the trucks are pretty bad today. Like, they're oh. me- mega bad. I shut the window, but it's like, forget it. For those of you who might not know, Lisa Greer lives at the foot of a mountain with a big, trucks. <laughs> truck.
0: And Stacy records in closets across the country in
1: New Jersey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. So, and you're a copywriter, so I would think, too, that you don't maybe need as many of the bells and whistles in terms of software because of the fact that you're right. writing. So you're the you're the service provider in terms of the world. Absolutely, like your brain. Like I use OneNote. Self care one should be really and truly a business expense because you need to have a clear mind. I would totally put.
0: That I up. love you for saying that. That's a great point. I'm not going to feel guilty if I, you know, buy another book that I don't need. Or, I need to research. I need to take time and take an afternoon and have a coffee. And that's right. A <laughs> but again, it was it's trial and error. And like you said, I don't. I have a low overhead, but if there's something I need, like if I did want another Adobe app, for example,
1: I'll just buy it because it's, it's not. So what else, what about how do you, like when you're invoicing, do you have PayPal? Are there expenses accrued in that? Yes. So I use
0: toggle to budget or manage all of my time. So if someone, let's start from the paid the free? Free. Free? Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm hacking it, but yes, so I use free toggle, then I run a report at the end of the month, then per each client, I attach that report to my PayPal and then invoice through there. I've done FreshBooks in the past. My business just isn't at this point running, well, I just didn't, it wasn't necessary. It was great. It was awesome, but I didn't need to pay for it because I could do it for free right now with a little more time doing it manually from toggle
1: to PayPal and invoicing that way. Gotcha. But what about when it's tax time? Do you have all your stuff? I have an accountant. And so, yes, then I run all
0: my reports. So then I also, I'm a pen and paper girl. So I have an actual paper planner, which this is probably going against everything that everyone says to do. I have a paper planner, which I've scheduled out my clients, which sort of looks like my Google calendar, right? Then I have a report at the end of each month that I literally print off of my PayPal of what I've built, what I've received, and all of that at the end of the year, all that crazy paperwork goes in a folder and it goes to my accountant who's awesome, who helps me see what I can do to save, what I can where I should spend, what I'm not taking advantage of and what I should be taking advantage of. So, um if it wasn't for her, it would probably be a far different process because I literally did this year hand just slide across the desk a folder of paper and she made it amazing. She is so awesome. Her name rhymes with her, like she's a CPA. She's Lisa Spay CPA. Like, how do you do anything else if you're Lisa not Space CPA? CPA? Yeah. And she doesn't. Spay is her last name? Spay, yeah. I'll put it into the show notes because she does do small business across the country. She's located um in my hometown of Wisconsin. But um awesome. Just so awesome. Has helped so much and like has saved me from spending and paying money that I probably shouldn't have been doing. I wouldn't recommend giving her a folder, but if you do that, she's still really awesome with it. <laughs> So what do you do? Do you have an accountant? Like, And also, like, how do you – so just hearing that, I've clearly just stumbled through to see what works. Yes, I have a tax ID number. Yes, I'm legal with my accountant. But I – there's no rhyme or reason. I like – I like Toggle. I like PayPal. That's easy. It's working right now. So how do you – how do you figure out? Did you stumble through it or did you have more of a game plan that you executed?
1: I wasn't stumbling through in the sense that I knew exactly some of the hardware, software, things like that I'd have to get. Mm -hmm. I have WordPress, so I have purchased some themes that I love, X theme being one. Thrive is another one that I use a lot. I actually picked up an agency license with them because they've got awesome landing pages, and I can use them with my client work. If a client has a funky theme and I need to create a cool page, because I started out in lead pages, Mm -hmm. but... Oh. quickly found Thrive and again for me, this is just personal preference, there was two reasons why I left Lead and went to Thrive. Lead pages is I mean the cost is not cheap. It's like three hundred bucks or something. It's like two something, but almost three. And then it's very templated in the sense that you really have to kind of play around with those things. You can't like I, I felt like I was taking so long to find a layout to do design wise what I wanted it to do. And even then it was limiting. Uh Thrive is cheaper. I mean, if you want just a single license on there, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but it's $69. And you can do whatever. Oh. They have templates, right? If you want to use a template, you're welcome to. But let's say you want to make a change to it, you can change anything. You can start with a blank page. It's awesome. They are, I love them. So I do have the agency, you know, licensure for that. I picked up also a ton of other plugins and I think it's because I have WordPress that maybe that's where my expenses come in with the plugins, right? So I have Natalie yeah. Lucier, Pop Up Ally Pro, and I've got her webinar ally and and then also hosting I have through Bluehost, which <laughs> I had been with GoDaddy for years and years and years, but um I found out a little bit about their company and felt a little icky being... It wasn't the people. The people were lovely. The products were great, but the CEO isn't very nice. So Mm. uh, I switched to Bluehost. I also have subscriptions every month. So the ones that I have invested in, and I've dabbled in a lot of this, but after a trial and error period, I did do Toggle for a while. I actually had Toggle for the first four years of my business, or the first three years of my business. The professional, the paid paid Toggle? The paid. I had free. But then... The way that I was doing my billing was I'd run a report at the end of the month like you do. Mm-hmm. I would use it within my invoicing process because people were paying me after the fact. Uh, but I wanted Oh, that's le- a good point. We'll go back to that. When I was pulling the report, I wanted it to have my branding on it. And I wanted to put my prices to it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't do that in the free. You only have time in the free. So I went ahead and splurged. I think it was $5 a month or something for the paid version. It's not that expensive for one person worth the time saver for me. So I did paid for two years. And then this year I recently picked up Harvest Billing. And I'm going to tell you why I switched to Harvest. Harvest Billing, because I use QuickBooks Online for my accountant. I do have an accountant. And it just does everything for me. It feeds all of my banking into it. I can feed my PayPal into it if I want. I, I choose not to because I do Harvest. Harvest also integrates with QuickBooks. So I create my invoices. I can create, you know, retainer invoices where I'm billing people in advance and it tracks time. So it does all of these things. It was taking the time thing out, the invoicing into account, and then also talking to QuickBooks. So for me, the time I was saving was worth the $12 a month is what I pay for the single subscription, one person. That's not bad. Um, No, I had paid for the, the bump up was 42, I think it was, and you know this because you're part of my team. So when I had the, I was gonna have my team members log in and put their hours in there. But everybody I've noticed likes to do things their own way. I was still waiting for people's reports. I was just like, you know what? Forget it. It's not worth the forty two dollars. I'll just stick with the twelve and have you guys just send me your stuff at the end of the month. So I use Canva at work. I do have the professional one. It's thirteen bucks a month. Okay. And the reason I like it is I am able to put my stuff in folders and keep my designs and templates. And I can do so much more with the pro version that, again, these are all time-saver things. And when I started, I know the first two years of my business, I did a lot of the free because we were trying to be cost-effective. I'm still very cost-conscious. I just now realize that there is something to be said for saving a little bit of time mm-hmm. and the ease of things. How quickly can I get this done if I've got this tool? So I have that. I also pay for my acuity, you know, yeah. the entrepreneurial level. I think it's like, what, $10 a year. I pay for Hootsuite. I um, pay Pro. fifteen bucks for it. Hootsuite Pro, yeah. I do that one because I've got multiple accounts. Like you could only do three, and I wanted to do – I've got the podcast. Stuff I've got my stuff, and I had client stuff in there too for a while. Mm-hmm. But then I just started putting everybody on their own. What else do I have? I have business insurance. I pay about forty-two dollars for business insurance a month. Do you have business insurance? By I the don't. way, what does you that don't you don't no. Don't oh, I scare had that me. from day one. I don't mean to scare you, but when I got my LLC, and I and I'll give them a little plug. I used LegalZoom for my LLC. That was one thing they mentioned I needed to have. So I. Glass and business insurance, 42 bucks a month. I have a lot of liability coverage with that. Okay. So if something were to happen, not just to my equipment or to my house or to my, like, let's say I'm on vacation. I've got my laptop in my car and it gets busted into, I'm covered through that. And then I also have it if a client tries to sue me. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. It covers and, and separates out the business from my personal stuff. Worth it to me to have that coverage yeah, if I need it. Never absolutely. know until you need it. And then of course the Adobe Creative Suites. I have Photoshop, the Lightroom. I also picked up Echo Sign, um, or the mm. Adobe Sign now mm-hmm. they've changed it. Yeah. I was getting away with the free one, man. It was awesome. I was using free all <laughs> the way up until this last month, but then a couple of extra contracts came in, and you're five a month for the free. I was like over it, so I had to pick it up. It wasn't too bad though. So That's a good yeah, one, and yeah. – I'll periodically pick up things from, you know, I use Creative Market for graphic mm-hmm. work or, or mm-hmm. for graphics. Uh, 123 RF is another one I love to pick up cause, because it's the cheaper of all the places to get stock photos. It, to me, is the cheapest amount you can spend to get your stock because mm-hmm. you can buy it. Like I can buy 40 bucks worth of quote, quote unquote credit. For forty credits, mm-hmm. and then just grab things as I need them. They've got sponsorships or not sponsorships, subscriptions in different levels, but I like that place to get that type of thing. I,
0: think, I think you else. have a good point too. I like a place that has a subscription that you can take the pieces that you want. Like you said, different levels. That's
1: so great to me. So if, there are... if I was if I was needing more stock work than I do right now. But to me, there's a lot of great free places to get great stock imagery, like Pexels and Unsplash. And, you know, there's a ton of them. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's it. I'm looking at my list right here. I keep a – I'm a pen and paper gal, too, so I have a book, a budget book. And I write in there any expense and any invoice that came in. And my hard costs, like the things I pay monthly for, are less than $100. You yep. so know, I'd say it's around $100. That's not bad. But that's not bad, right? And then no. the only other expense I have is people. <laughs> if I so
0: if I, talk to me about that because that's something I don't have is the people expense. So it's me. I'm a one one stop shop, a one girl show. Uh, when do you? How did you decide? Like you sort of touched on that time is money and that you're willing to pay for these things because it streamlines the process and it sort of opens you up to allow you to work, which is billing, which is you know contributing to your bottom line when was it i'm going to delegate this i need help and how did you did you budget it just like how you budgeted for bluehost or you budgeted for
1: harvest is it was it that same process so this is again to all the business coaches out there (laughs) this is one area again i don't feel when you're in the transition of hey, I've been doing it myself this whole time, and you take a business course, or you take, you know, I took conscious business design, I took the mastermind, I took a few classes, and they all tell you if you're going to grow and you're going to expand, and I've even experienced that once you reach your revenue ceiling, you either only have one of two options. It's either one, you raise your rate, Mm -hmm. and you can only raise it so high, right, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, or two you have to start delegating, right? Everybody talks about delegating. Right. And when you delegate, that brings on an expense because you got to start looking at the hard costs. So I've had a very, it's been a year now that I've been hiring people for specific work. I hired a VA first and she wasn't really, uh, at the time she just had lost her job. She, and her name is Amanda Schumann, and we'll put her in there, too. Um, and she wasn't even aware she about this online community, which is my favorite, because I feel like I'm helping a person out if I, like, share with them, hey, there's this whole, like, opportunity for you online. Yeah. She was looking for a job. She was a friend's daughter, and I thought, she's smart. She's in marketing. Why not? She could do totally, you know, help out. So I started using her for research and little VA tasks. And over the course of time, her like lower rate, I was paying her $20 an hour to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and but in exchange, also teaching her and training her okay. on the online community and stuff. And now she has like it's a year later and now she has her own little business. She is, a, you know, she hires out to be a VA and an admin and her rates have gone up. And so it that was really nice. That experience was nice because I feel like I was able to help her get off the ground while also helping me. When I needed her, she helped me with social and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The next person I hired, I worked with a couple business coaches, but not like one-on-one business coaches or like as
0: part of a group
1: business coaches. No, I, yeah, no, this was, she wasn't a business coach. I hired Heather Jernigan, who's a marketing mentor kind of, mm-hmm. but she does a lot of work like me. I, I realized I needed a clone. I needed someone who could do work like me. So I had hired her. I worked with her for two, three-month intervals. We worked together for a total of six months. And she was great because her really, her strong suit is, she's an excellent listener. Mm -hmm. I tend to, because I was realizing I'm not doing anything in my, like I'm not doing anything on my business. I'm doing everything in my business. I'm client, client, client. I need someone to come in and help me get the stuff I need to get out, right? Right. Right. So she was helping me a lot with getting my stuff out of my head and onto, like, a document. Uh, she was great to help me with that. I, I just would get on the phone with her, jarble a bunch of stuff out, and she'd send me back these excellent notes and outlines, and it was great. She did some copy for me. And then you came in the picture. Allie also came in the picture, Allie Layton, a copywriter. Uh, again, because I'm not a good writer. I don't express myself well, so well, okay, I well, needed help with that. True, really, the case. But like,
0: so Amanda's on your team. Heather was sort of a not a one-off, but like you, she's a little like bit. Your yeah,
1: person. she was. She was like a mentor, really and truly. That's it was her. She was like a mentor. Mm-hmm. I needed a, like a, a like a clone, and I was hiring you and Allie also, not just to help me with my copywriting, but really to help me with client work. Yeah. Like in other words, that's when I started infusing my team with my client stuff. So if I needed help with, if I wasn't getting the writing with something. I would just be like, "Hey, girls," <laughs> and, and, I, and I knew I started to get to know you guys. So, but this is where things got tricky for me because I started noticing my profit margins clearly were going to be going were going down because right. I was hiring people. Right? I'm delegating right. this work, and so I got a little squirrely at the end of the year last year. With like, oh my, oh my! Like in November, I felt like I gave away, like I delegated too much almost. Uh, that, I mean, I covered myself, but it was right up in Christmas, and that's when I realized, okay, slow your roll. (laughs) You need to, like, again, there's nobody talking about how that looks. How does that transition look with your prices and when you're bringing on a team? And I feel like that's a whole other episode. We'll have to talk about that on our next episode of the Fresh Take Podcast. Because we'll dive into that deeper. But, yeah, right now I'm working primarily with three people and – Sometimes I'll do one off work with like Yana Bacholet. She's awesome too. She's like another, she truly is a clone of me because she does tech and she does Facebook ads and she does. um, And I've got a couple of other people in our group that I've, you know, networked with. But we can talk more about teams on our next call because that, again, I feel like we don't talk enough about how to make that transition from like where you are right now, right? Right. And where I was a couple years ago to like now I've reached my revenue ceiling. I can't take on any more work, but I feel like I've also maxed out on how much I can charge. And now I need to know, what do I do? Do I delegate? Do I stay by myself? What do I do? I know you're using Harvest. How do you, Does it differ how you're billing? Do you still send invoices through PayPal? What's your billing look like? I, again, with the money block thing, went through some transitions with my billing because it wasn't until this year that I started billing in advance <laughs> <laughs> and i only did it after it was almost like god was telling me lisa this is why it's important that you learn this lesson and do this lesson because it wasn't until i had to chase someone for my money which is not oh, fun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that i realized okay this isn't fun anymore and yeah so the way that i had been doing it for three years was i do the work like we'll have a conversation about the hourly rate we'll have a conversation about how many hours you think you could use in the month, like budget-wise, mm-hmm. and then just start the work, and at the end of the month, I'll run my report and invoice you. Done. And I would. I, all of my clients were really good. I never even had a stipulation. I'd like, it, I would like. I think in my contract or somewhere, it says I'd like to be paid. It says in, pay immediately on the invoice. But I thought, you know, if they pay by the 5th, it would be awesome. If they don't pay the, by the 5th, I send them a reminder, and then if they don't pay by the 10th, I send them another reminder, I didn't even start and I haven't even addressed late fees or anything. I oh. just was like, please pay me. <laughs> um, so you're, paying, like you're,
0: you're getting money in June for work that's been delivered in May, for example.
1: Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. So for three years, this is how it worked. And up until this year, I didn't have a problem. Like I might have a couple people who were stragglers because they got caught up with stuff and they forgot mm-hmm. or it wasn't again, you know, me with my money block. I'd rather you owe me money than me owe you money. So, um, it was fine. I didn't care until this, until I had someone I had to chase. It was three months late oh. type of stuff. You know, and you're like, man, this really sucks, yeah. right? I like this. And now, what, what, am I going to get paid? Am I not going to get paid? So, And everybody, everybody I spoke to, no, it was like foreign that I was doing this. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I can't say that I was one of those people because you're the only person I know that does
0: bill after the fact or new because I know you're changing.
1: But right. So I started this transition. I still have some people that still pay me after the fact because they're they've been with me for so many years and I just didn't feel comfortable switching it up. It was working. It still works. And they're pretty good about it granted they're also at different rates but um well, that's another, <laughs> another story yes uh yeah but i started so i started looking at how i could switch that convo up and so now new people the way that it works is my handy dandy contract that really has no end date <laughs> just a start date solidifies our hourly rate that we've agreed upon mm-hmm. it does mention hey if you're not going to work with me give me a 30 day notice and then we orally talk about, okay, how many hours do you think you're going to need for this project? Now, some projects have set prices because they're set time. It's just like a webinar or something. I know how long it's going to take. But most people are like, okay, we'll do a block of five hours or 10 hours or 15 hours, and then I bill them for those hours in advance. And then I, and then I just, as I'm working, I run the timer, and when we get about an hour out, I give them a heads up like, hey, we've got an hour left, you know, and we still have these tasks or whatever. Yeah. And I also keep in our drive folder, I keep a, uh, like a project tracker kind of thing where it's like they can see, oh, okay, she's used this much this week. Stacy, your takeaway for this episode when it comes to budgeting? Make a budget and do your best to stick to it. Also, my other tip is build before you do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've taught me that, I know, for sure. <laughs> My takeaway for sure is, you know, I tended to be a shiny object syndrome sufferer. I would buy a lot of things that look nice and pretty, Uh plugins or, you know, my, my Achilles heel is definitely like software or graphics or some. And I've got literally folders filled with stuff on my computer, and I'm not – I don't even wear where they're there. So this year I put myself on a spending fast. Uh, not allowed to buy anything. I'm not allowed to buy any courses. I'm not allowed to buy a thing until I've used everything I've got already. So I would say, when it comes to your budgeting and spending, be very cognizant to use what you purchase and make sure you ask yourself, Am I? Is it really worth the bang? You know, is it going to at least save me time, energy, you know, and even money at some, on some levels? So thank you so much for being with us today be sure to share your experiences with money and budgets how are you spending money are there places that you can already tell you know what this is a kind of a, an area i need to work on do you bill in advance do you bill after the fact what do you think about the fact that i did bill after the fact? <laughs> <laughs> share your thoughts in our show uh in our comment area below rather and of course if you're on itunes and have subscribed to the show thank you so much if you haven't you can always click that little button and subscribe and don't forget to leave a review. If you are so inclined, thank you so much again. And until next time, when we'll be talking about all things, teams. Oh, woo-hoo! <laughs> Bye everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to the fresh take podcast, small biz talk for big action takers. Be sure to join in the fresh take community by visiting the fresh take Join the conversation in our Facebook group, Add your comments on our episodes and grab resources mentioned during the show.